Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Adam Ponder. Adam, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. All right, man. Let's let let's go. Adam is the executive vice president at Alta Trust Company. They're a forward-looking trust company providing professional fund administration, compliance reporting, and fiduciary services. I'm excited to have you on. Adam, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I am a serial entrepreneur. Have been since the time I was eight years old. I'll, you know, started out doing fairs and carnivals in my backyard, sold candy in middle school and ended up falling into the financial services business. I'm married to the love of my life for 16 years this Friday and I have four awesome kids. That's awesome. So 16 years on Friday? Yeah, yeah, 16 years. Yep. So so yeah, so then, you know, as far as my how did I fall into doing what I do. I graduated almost 20 years ago from college with a degree in international trade, planning on working internationally. And so that was December of 2001, right in the wake of 9-11, or 2011, I should say. Uh, no, 2001. And there were just no jobs. No, no one was hiring. So my dad was a financial planner. He told me I could always go work with him, and, and so I did. And my dad is also quite the entrepreneur himself. And investment advice and financial planning, and then in 2007 decided to create Alta Trust Company. We can do a lot more things with the trust company, we realized. And uh, so now we're, uh, you know, about 12 years later, we're helping a lot of people, and having a lot of fun doing it nice appreciate that so we talk about fund administration compliance reporting and fiduciary services what is what does that mean so in layman's terms it means that we help people create funds and we do that in a couple of different ways we can do that with a traditional personal or family trust that we can create, you know, people want to pass on money to their heirs, do that all the time. We do funds that are strictly for retirement uh, accounts, like 401k plans and defined benefit plans, for folks that want to offer investments to that universe. And then a lot of what we do, probably our most popular offering right now is with private funds. So folks that want to create their own hedge fund or private equity fund or real estate fund, we, we do a lot of that. And, you know, it's, it's actually been really exciting as we've done more and more of this very eye opening. The more we do it, the more we learn that people look at this so differently and have such unique ways to use the services that we offer. You know, it, it's, it's just really interesting. So to give you an idea, just a few months ago, Forbes came out 
with their most recent uh, Forbes 400 list. So the wealthiest 400 Americans in the country. And I did a little bit of research on it and it was very, very interesting. Of the 400 wealthiest Americans, 98 of them inherited their wealth. So then I kind of excluded them and the remaining 302 did some more analysis and found that 100% of that 302 subset made their money in private equity or real estate. And a lot of the community that we serve are investment advisors and the clients of investment advisors. And so it, I did a little bit more research and found that only 14% of investment advisors even recommend those types of investments to their clients. And I just think it's sad. Uh, that so many Americans are missing out on what are huge, potentially huge, huge opportunities. Obviously, there's a lot of risk. You got to weigh that in, into the equation. But uh, there's just so much going on, so many cool things that people are developing, cool businesses, that sort of thing. Um, I, I think people don't realize not that it's not only easier to get involved in those than they think, but it's also easier to spearhead something and have a fund of their own and, and get other people involved. And, and that's really fun, really rewarding. That is, that is very, very cool right there. And super interesting. I, uh, I was, I don't know that I knew that there was such a thing as the Forbes 400 list, uh, the 400 most affluent or, or, or richest people in America. Uh, that, that That's super interesting, and I appreciate you digging into it. And that's that's very enlightening that 302 of them, 100% of those had some form of private equity or real estate um, investments. Nice. Okay. Well, I think that there's, there's a lot of stuff I'm interested in. Um, Let's 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 talk about the access piece first. How people maybe don't realize that they could actually invest in something like this. So tell me a little bit more about that, if you would. Yeah, it's so the, these types of vehicles are typically limited to accredited investors, um, and so that means a million dollars in net worth or above. And so certainly, if if that's where you're at, you can. I mean. There's a, there's a lot of these types of investment opportunities out there. But what's, I think, really fun and interesting, even for folks that may not quite be there in terms of their wealth, they can create their own fund. Ironically enough, you can invest in one if you're accredited, um, but, and, but you can actually create your own whether you're accredited or not. And so... You know, let's just t take a simple example, for instance. Let's say you got a guy and there's a piece of property that would be prime for an apartment building, you know, in town. He, it, you know, maybe that this person knows real estate or maybe they're a real estate agent or something like that, but they just need to pool together the money to make it happen. So you can put together a fund. We call it, in that case, a special purpose vehicle or special purpose fund. So it's only going to invest in one thing. You go get, you know, 15, 20 people, they put a little bit of money in, you get to go buy the property, get it developed, and everyone, you know, gets to walk away with a, hopefully a great return on their investment. That's way easier to do than people realize. Hmm. And that's really what we're facilitating all the time for folks. 
So when you say it's way easier to do than people realize, I think that the perception is, I don't even know what that is or how to go about it. So there's that. But then once you get over that initial, okay, it's possible, but I bet it's really hard, but you're saying it's not necessarily. Well, it is. I, and I, I oversimplified it. It is <laughs> a lot. It is a lot to know. There's a lot of rules and a lot of things that people have to be careful of, but with us, it's not. And, or it doesn't have to be even us specifically, but people that know what they're doing have been there before. It's really not that hard. And so what we've done in our company, what's so exciting about um, the track we're on is we've taken all of those rules and regulations and, you know, setting up the, the fund and the, made that just very streamlined, very simple. Um, for So for folks that can raise some money or that have investment pro, uh, ideas, like I said, a patch of real estate, or maybe it's a, a company they want to start or fund. Um, we can help them with all the other stuff and keep them on, on the right path and out of trouble. Um, that that's, that's pretty straightforward. I mean, the alternative is and what most people do is they'll go to a high powered law firm and pay, you know, hundred, $200,000, to have to get that done. You got to be really serious about it if you're going to do something like that. And we've just taken a lot of that risk away and made it a lot more accessible to a lot more folks. Okay. So let's just go through an example. And, and, and I like the example of the real estate. Um, let's just say that, that I'm part of this huge family that, that the Grumbacher family is, has been in, and in uh, Arizona for, five generations and there's 200 of us and we say you know what we would like to somehow pool our money and in in, in in an enterprise and do some real estate development or does it does it need to be a specific purpose or cause but we want to pool our money together and 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 sort of invest together yeah well first of all it doesn't have to be a specific purpose or cause it can be as broad or as narrow as you want to make it um and as you know, the broader you get, it just really depends on what people are willing to invest in. So it could be a completely, we call it a blind pool, like in private equity, where you just say, hey, this is what, we're going to raise money, and this is our plan, the parameters of the things we're going to invest in, and trust us, and we'll make good investments for you. So that's totally normal. You just have to, usually need a little bit of a track record to get people to invest with you that way because so, it requires a little bit more trust. But if you have like a specific deal, like I mentioned, that's a much easier lift for people that are just getting started. Yeah, that certainly makes sense is you'd need to be able to, to explain to people so that they would want to invest with you. Got it. Okay. And in terms of like responsibility and liability, how does that work? I imagine that, that, that one person needs to be like the fiduciary or... How, how does it actually work? Yeah, so usually there's a general partnership, and so that could be just one person, or it could be, like you said, maybe it's you know several members of your family or or many members members of your family. That's uh, can be determined however uh, you see fit or the the folks wanting to set up the fund see fit. So from there, once that's created, then. They, that general partnership sponsors the fund. And that fund then is, is its own entity. So you could have a general partnership, let's say it's 
you and a few buddies and they want you have a great investment idea um, you can have that general partnership and they could you could sponsor one fund that's maybe you know venture capital financial technology could be focused on that you could have another fund that's real estate you know you could sponsor any number of funds and that general partnership is really the one that is directing the funds is the fiduciary for the lack of Okay, got it. And then, and then we as the general partners make the decision on on what investments we're going to make, how money is paid out, profits, when money is returned, all 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 that stuff. Yep, that's right. That's right. And if you you know another thing that we come across too is sometimes people have a great idea. They they you know have a plan and a vision, but they might not themselves have the uh, all of the expertise to execute on that. So the general partners can also hire investment managers or sub-advisors to bring any additional expertise that they might need to the fund. So you don't have to know everything. You can hire what you don't know. Yeah, that, that certainly makes sense. So, all right, um, we'll just keep going with, with, with my example that, that I've got this huge family and myself and, and, and my three brothers are the general partners. We start the fund do does the rest of my family who's interested in being a part of it do they have to be accredited investors to contribute um good question so they're the funds that we deal with we we require that everyone's accredited investors when you're doing a friends and family fund there's a little bit more leeway there and then you know from a regulatory standpoint you can have a fund uh that only that typically will allow for up to 35 non-accredited investors. So uh, you're limited. The whole idea with these funds is they're private. So you can't, they're not a mutual fund or something that you can publicly, um, you know, advertise and go out to the marketplace. But um, there's there's different rules and regulations. If you allow non-accredited investors into the fund, you have a lot more in terms of reporting requirements and disclosure requirements. Uh, you can certainly do that. Interesting, right? What do you see as 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 some of the use cases? You mentioned that that you were sort of pleasantly surprised and always intrigued by by what's going on in this space. Yeah, well, I, I one good example that um, is also real estate related as uh, a gentleman who was he's just an individual real estate investor. He, that's kind of his job. He has a small team and they make real estate investments um, in a certain geography that he kind of has nailed down. And he gets at requests and asked by his friends all the time if they can invest with him. And what he shared with us was, it doesn't make any sense for me to let them invest with me because it's just more work for me. I don't get anything out of it. I mean, except for doing something nice for them, but they see my success and they want to join in. So for him, having a fund made a lot of sense because then he can make investments. These other friends and family and colleagues can invest in the the fund. And then in the fund, he could charge a management fee on those assets. And he can also take, it's typically about a 20% uh, performance fee. So anything he makes them, he would get 20% of that. And then 
that made it a little more interesting for him, right? Then he can have people invest, and there's a reason to allow them in to the deals that he's working on. Yeah. I love it. It's fascinating, right? So when so for somebody who's listening, they say this is, this is pretty interesting. Um, do you have like a – like almost like a decision tree or, 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 or funnel that people can access or should they just reach out to you to say, Hey, here's kind of the scenario. What's, what, what's the best way to sort of flesh out this uh, thinking? Yeah. If, they, if they're interested, they can just go to our website, trustalta.com and schedule an appointment with a consultant. They can talk them through. There's usually a lot of variables. So it's, it's worth having a conversation about. Yeah. I, I don't doubt that. Nice. Well, Adam, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, for the for those folks that are interested in doing things, something like this, super entrepreneurial, want to do deals, um, one thing that I learned a long time ago that I found to be true is to every time you do a deal, leave a little bit on the table. Don't take it all. Don't try to gouge people. Treat them right. Uh, and it comes back to you comes back to you a lot people will appreciate that and i found that that's the the best way to do business well i think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on adam thank you so much for coming on where can people learn more about you give us the website again how can people engage trustalta.com perfect well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Adam your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to TrustAlta.com, check out the great resources, and uh, reach out and find out if what you're thinking can actually work. Thanks again, Adam. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.